Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to a very special side quest. Welcome to the home on the RNG side quest. Uh, as you may have heard, when we did our Wild Arms review, Wild Arms was the 50th game we have reviewed for Home on the RNG. Wow. I think about 50 games that we've reviewed, and I've replayed most of them. Like, most of them were not initial playthroughs for me and we're talking about rpgs that are like 30 hours and i just don't even want to do that math uh, you don't to want know to know how much time i have spent how much of your life has been spent on these 50 just games. playing just these 50 rpgs yeah well mm -hmm. what i thought might be fun to look back i i am still trying to think of ideas for things i can do to celebrate the games that we beat some some kind of tangible or appreciable Metro, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a fun way to keep track of these games. But mm -hmm. for now, we've played 50 of them. And I thought it might be interesting if we went back over these 50 games, just real quick, just Russ and I, no special guests, and talked about what we remembered about them, the things yes. that stuck with us. Just the OGs. Yes. But I also don't want this side quest to be an hour long. <laughs> So the idea here is I have written out a list of the 50 games that we reviewed, and we will go through these 50 games, and Russ and I will each share a sentence or two about what we remember. Basically, the first thing that comes to your mind, like if the psychologist was testing you on how these games impacted your life, uh, because I think it'd be interesting to see what stuck with us from these games, right? Yeah. What do we, oh, yeah. what do we remember? Mm -hmm. And there may end up being games on here where I'm just like, I remember we played it. But uh, we'll see what happens, right? So we're going to do this rapid fire so that you guys don't have to listen to this episode for an hour. But uh, we are going to start with the game that really kicked off this entire project. It did kick it off. Uh, I'll let Russ go first on his thoughts, and then I'll follow for each one. The Halcyon Days. When Russ and I both went, you know, I want to... I, I, I want to play Great Greed. Yeah. How, yeah, I think we're the only podcast that started because of Great Greed <laughs> on the Game Boy. I, I feel like that oh. is safe. So, Russ, Great Greed. Great Greed needs a remake that heavily leans into the food theme. I most remember the combat system being simultaneous, which we have not seen since, where attacks are dealt at the same time. And also, it is the only Nintendo game where you can get gay married. Yeah, true. Yep. Lufia won. The music. It's, it is uh, Love the Music. That opening theme is fantastic, and all the music is fantastic in that game. I remember the uniqueness of like the icon-based combat menu, but more specifically, I remember it setting up Lufia 2. Mm. Like, because it set up this story of these really cool heroes of legend, and then you later get to play as them. Yeah. So I remember it for its sequel. Good time. <laughs> Quite the legacy. Dragon Quest 1. You know, it had to start somewhere. And we got the slimes. We got the iconic smiley slimes. Grind, 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 yeah. and never know where to go next. I'm glad it led to better things, but man, this is rough. Yeah, rough. Mm -hmm. Shining Force 1. Kill it with fire. <laughs> it, I can't stand anything about the game. It, and it gives me, like, post-traumatic stress. It has centaurs. <laughs> I knew you were going to say centaurs. <laughs> I really liked it. Anyway, uh, Breath of Fire one. Uh, please let it just be over. That side quest, it, or the not even side quest at the end, just delivering the letters. Yeah, uh, it it uh, it ruined that experience for me. I really wanted to like Breath of Fire one, but I could not. 
Arcana. Why can I not have four party members <laughs> when there are four slots in the party? The absolute labyrinthian, indecipherable dungeons. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that, but I knew you would, so I went with the, please let me have four party members for my four slots. We have definitely played worse games than oh, yeah. Arcana, mm -hmm. but we keep coming back to Arcana because it's the worst game that we both agree on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Chrono Trigger. The Luca going back in time segment makes me cry every time. In a good way. Uh, beautiful, beautiful storytelling in that game. I mean, this is just an absolute banger of a game. Yeah. It is... It is pretty much perfect, yeah. just as it is. Luca, Luca saving her mom or not is one of the most emotional experiences I've had in a game. Final Fantasy Legend 1. Uh, drugs make you strong for the human <laughs> characters, which I've always thought was weird. I don't even use the human characters because the easiest party is a bunch of mutants. But um, yeah, it, uh, it was very pro-drug. I have a hard time separating the plot of Legend 1 and Legend 2 in my mind. Legend 1 is your dad went off to find the pieces of Magi, right? That's Legend 2. That's Legend 2. Legend 1 is there's a tower at the center of the world? There's a tower at the center of the world, okay. and you kill God with a chainsaw. I remember that secretly you can find the paradise that is described in the intro. It is just a nice little village tucked away, hidden in the tower, and if you get there, you can just turn off the game and be like, ah, I, I got to paradise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, killing God with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. uh, Secret of Evermore. The the dog is extremely cute, and I like how it shapeshifts in every different era. I like the boss battles. They feel like real set pieces where the bosses are really big and designed really well. Uh, they're very iconic. Yeah. And you get to meet Cecil from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, sure do. Super Mario RPG. I wrote down Valentina's boobs, and the reason for that is because in the original game, when you fight Valentina in the Cloud Kingdom, uh, she has a very animated bosom, and as of this recording, there's a Super Mario RPG remake that's coming out in about a month, and they have heavily censored uh, her chestular area. I'm sorry they robbed your childhood. I know. I'm so disappointed. Also, Princess Peach can hit things with a frying pan. Great game. I think the one I remember most is the, the minigame in Booster's Tower where you're hiding behind mm -hmm. the blinds from Such him. Such a good time. But absolutely a, a great game. I highly recommend it as like people's first JRPG mm -hmm. to kind of get them into it. Lufia 2. I wish they had let us choose to marry Tia. That's it. That's it. I would have I would have married Tia over Salon. I am blanking. I liked the game. Yeah. But like... D pun uh, puzzle Dungeons. Oh. I liked. Okay. All I remember is I liked the game. That's okay. all so I got. So it left no impression one. on you whatsoever. That's fine. It's, it's been a little while, I guess. Uh, I remember it being a good game, and you got to play as the legendary heroes from you the first game. You even said for Lufia 1, what you liked about it was the sequel. And yeah, and yet... <laughs> and then you're blanking. I'm pulling up nothing okay. for Lufia. Uh, that's just how life goes sometimes. <laughs> Fantasy Star 1. Uh, dungeons, terrible. First-person dungeons, labyrinthine, awful. Awful, awful, awful. I absolutely agree. Also, there's no way for you to know how you're supposed to proceed. I, I remember there's a thing about you find a statue at the bottom of a dungeon that you had no reason to go to and no reason to find. And then you turn the guy back into a person and he's your party member. And mm -hmm. then there's no reason for your character to have done any Anything. of that. Yeah. Nope. Lunar 1. 
uh, all the pinup girls, the bromides you could get of all the sexy ladies in the game. And then you could also go to a hot spring and you could see Nash's boy butt. The terrible voice acting, <laughs> but the pretty great everything else. Yes. It was, I called it the platonic ideal of JRPGs. It hit all the right notes. You know, Alex's voice actor was in a boy band. Main character's voice actor was in a boy band. Was it in sync? It was not. It was, I don't know the name of the boy band because it wasn't popular. Ah. He was in a boy band. Mother One. I wrote down Alien Lullaby. And what I mean by that is the, the, what I think was quite creative final boss where you're just supposed to sing the lullaby to the alien the music in the game is great oh. for an nes game um something about the graphical design though it feels incomplete like the, mm-hmm. the graphics feel like it's a prototype or yeah. a proof of concept well it is kind of a just a prototype of mother 2 so. <laughs> which is the better the game. better game it it had a great story but it was hard to play yeah very grindy dragon quest 2 I see your comment for Dragon Quest 1. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Yep. And what is, what, who is the one specific person that I'm supposed to talk to to advance this story in and, the whole world? And still super grindy. Uh, very grindy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first the early Dragon Quest games are hard, man. Skies of Arcadia Legends. Uh, desperately needs a remake or re-release. Also, the beginning is basically just Star Wars. Yeah, I absolutely love this game. Uh, First of all, not a lot of pirate-themed JRPGs. The setting is very unique. Basically, you're living on a gas giant with the seven moons, and you can't touch the surface. And so much side content, which is great. And I remember the expressive faces. Yes. (laughs) The expressive face models, which was... (laughs) It's not cutting-edge graphics, but it is cute and well done. Yeah, they worked with what they had, and it was good. Final Fantasy One. Um, ninjas are useless. When I first played this game, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a bunch of thieves because they can turn into ninjas, and they're going to be so cool. And they're not cool. They're just absolutely not cool. Monks all Yeah, the way. you got to go with monks. Mm-hmm. I am amazed at how early into this franchise it was not pure fantasy. Mm-hmm. Because it went sci-fi almost yes. immediately. That is true. Final Fantasy has had sci-fi since day one. Yeah. Yeah. Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky 1. Best storytelling. Not just relegated to that game, but that whole series. Best storytelling in any game. And also, Joshua is just a drag queen. <laughs> he enjoy- He is dressed up in drag so many times. He has to enjoy it. I'm just so glad I got introduced into this series because it is so good. I regret that I didn't play Trails in the Sky 1 correctly, which Mm -hmm. is talk to every NPC, advance the plot an inch, then talk to every NPC again. Mm -hmm. I talked to every NPC once and moved on with my life, and it turns out I missed so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy Legends 2. It is the best music, the best soundtrack for a Game Boy game. Is this the one <laughs> where you have the school teacher, Mr. S, at the yes. beginning? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he is what I, every time I think of this game, he's what I think. And I'm like, I hope I'm not mixing that up. Nope. Yeah. Where basically the teacher takes you out and shows you how to combat in the world. And he's just a little alien guy. Yeah. He, he's a one-eyed naked alien and the only one in the, in all the worlds that you visit. Final Fantasy Tactics. Kill it with fire. Hated it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I know that it is a, not a popular opinion. Uh, I do not want a party of chemists and squires 
You don't and have that after build, the first battle. Having to build up from there. Awful. Awful. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Not for me. Not for me at all. Don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but it is it is my yuck. It is such a great game. It is one of the all-time best SRPGs. I absolutely love the the job class, the the class system being able to unlock all of these new jobs for the characters as well as recruit uh, special characters like Sid or Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Lunar 2. Uh, Jeff destroyed my enjoyment of this game for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this game was such a bad experience for me, it taints the memory of Lunar 1. All I will ever remember of this game is during the tense, climactic, dramatic sequence, your character makes a joke about a chick being on her period instead of trying to save her life. Yeah. And the life of the world. Mm -hmm. Although it did have that one good character, Jane? Jane? Jean. 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 I knew it was a Jane. Jean was good. Yeah. Her story was good. Everybody else, go to hell. <laughs> Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Uh, this is Baby's first RPG, which is not a bad thing. Uh, introduction into RPGs and had a banging soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No, the soundtrack, soundtrack, even I recognize the soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I also like that as you beat up the bosses, as you beat up enemies, all of them visually show as they're dying, yes. which is something not a lot of games at that yeah. time did. And really they could have. Really good sprite work on that Excellent game. Excellent sprite work. Mm -hmm. Octopath Traveler. My In today's political climate... <laughs> I have been tainted on my character, uh, Tressa, who is just really uh, up on capitalism. I mean, overall, great game. Uh, overall, quite fun. I do not like Tressa anymore. Aww. She needs. She needs to. She needs to chill just a little bit on the money side of things. Traveling the world, peeling the onion. Yeah. Peeling the onion is a wonderful metaphor for this game. Yeah, you only. <laughs> There was a lack of interconnectivity between the the characters, which was a big complaint mm -hmm. at the time. Although there is a secret dungeon at the end that kind of ties them kind a little bit together. together. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it was a good start. I I need to get into Octopath Traveler too. I started to play it. Oh, you haven't played it? And then I got distracted and I moved on to other things. Oh, it's good. It's quite good. It doesn't fix all of those problems, but it's. I mean, it's. Very good. What about Lufia 3, The Legend Returns? Dungeons, 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 dungeons. Random, uh, an entire game of procedurally generated dungeons. Also, incredibly unique battle system. Oh, yeah. Never the, the nine, anything The 3x3 like three three grid. Yes. Of, yeah. And, and there was like a, a Pokemon-style recruitable character. Yes, there was. It was supposed to be... that. This game has a fascinating like development backstory um, because there was going to be a whole Pokemon sort of system that they had to scrap because they put it on the Game Boy Color. Golden Sun. Golden Sun is a good game that is a very, very long prologue to its sequel. Which we should play at some point. Yeah. I absolutely loved having skills that you could use in combat, but you could also use them out of combat to puzzle solve, mm -hmm. especially having psychic powers and like reading people's minds in the world was super yeah. cool. Final Fantasy IV. I mean, this is one of the best Final Fantasies. Um, a thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this list is how does a pudding have a tail? <laughs> To get the ultimate adamant armor, you have to get a pink tail from the pudding. That's princess. why it's so hard to find. And why? And what constitutes a tail on a pink pudding? Well, some pink puddings have a vestigial tail. Okay, 
that's is it like the pudding skin yes that's okay. exactly what are we it is. basic are we basically giving the little guy pudding skin <laughs> in exchange for pink the, pudding skin pink pudding skin in exchange for the strongest armor in the game every minute of this game is like soaking in a nice warm bath uh, it is this this game is coming home for me it is mm, yeah comfort it is joy for the complete opposite end of the spectrum fantasy star 2 I know what you're going to say. So what I'm going to say is this this was uh, people cried about Aerith in Final Fantasy VII, and this is where it comes from. This was the proto-Aerith game. Poor, poor Nay. She, <laughs> she, only, she only got to live for one year. Show the witch, and it was, show the Nene. And it was, let's, let's face it, probably as a sex slave to the main character. Oh, dear. I, this is the game that most felt like it didn't want me playing it. Yes, I love uh, that description. The that combat system is, all right, go ahead and assign something for each of the characters to do. No, that's it. Just assign it once, and then we're just going to let combat run on a loop unless you have to interrupt it, you plebe. Like, how dare you? Uh, the combat doesn't want me there. The dungeons are incredibly labyrinthian, and every time you get into combat, it reorients your character facing down, just in case you could remember which way you were going in mm -hmm. this maze. And then also, any plot element seems so rushed. I know this is taking more than a sentence or two, but... <laughs> it, it, you despise this game so much. It bears reminding... Do you remember there's a scene where you uh, encounter a guy guarding a tunnel? He won't let you through the tunnel because he's trying to raise yeah. money for his mm -hmm. daughter that was kidnapped. So you go, you find his daughter, you save her from the kidnappers, you take the daughter back to the guy, and she goes to run to her dad. Oh, daddy, I, I'm saved. I, I get to see you again. And he doesn't recognize her because she's got a hood on her face. So as she runs toward him, he kills her. <laughs> then sees that he killed his daughter and kills himself. And then you can proceed through the tunnel. <laughs> And all of that, that huge dramatic moment is 30 seconds. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. This game doesn't want me here. <laughs> this game doesn't want me invested emotionally in the story. Yeah. It doesn't want me invested in the combat system. And it doesn't want me invested in exploring dungeons. This game is so hostile towards gamers that we have not done Fantasy Star 3 yet. <laughs> we will, but like... Oh, and it's so good. This game did not want so me much. here. Yeah. How about Live Alive? Which we called Live a Live. Yeah, we did call it Live a Live. We didn't know. I don't think anybody really knew until that remake. Um, I I am not going to kill this one with fire. It's not my thing, but I'm not going to kill it with fire because the remake uh, fixed a lot of quality of life stuff in it, and I really the the thing that stands out to me is that robot chapter on the space station, which a lot of people don't like or just think is pretty mediocre, but I really liked. I found just the pacing of that one to be a little long. That's my biggest issue with this game is that the pacing doesn't feel equal between all the stories. Right. Some stories yeah. are too short for what they have. Some stories are too long for what they mm -hmm. have. And some are just right. Uh, I did also play the remake. The remake is great. Uh, I really enjoyed the remake. I, I like the game. I like the concept of traveling through the multiple time periods. And then a story that ties them all together at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they it was all part of a bigger story. It was very well done. Yeah. Octopath Traveler should have had that. Grandia. This game is the go-to example of, like, anime the video game in a good way. This is, like, this video game is, like, playing a late 90s anime. Um, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, Grandia was... I can't wait to get to Grandia 2. Grandia 1 mm. was fantastic. I also use it as an example of, like, a platonic ideal of JRPGs. 
It's also probably my favorite favorite romance subplot in a JRPG between the two characters. I think it's done very it's well. It's done very well. Yeah. But the thing that I will always stick out to me is the main character's mother. <laughs> yeah. Was in her youth a pirate queen. Yes. And that has no bearing on yeah. any of the game or plot. It's just little anecdotes she tells about how she used to be a world famous pirate yeah, queen. She's a pirate queen. That is such a bonkers, <laughs> random character. I love it. I love it. I will it. say this, Grandia Mothers are always top-notch. Breath of Fire 2. That cave theme. <laughs> that cave theme that we have recently talked about with Chris is uh, awful. Awful, awful, awful. Um, the game, The game is fine. Again, I wanted to like Breath of Fire 2, and I didn't quite get there. The first memory I that really jumps out at me is the subquest of like the killer chef, yeah, who invo- mm-hmm. who basically makes you strip yourself and season yourself, <laughs> and then you fight your right. way back out and you get a skill out of it, yeah, um, and then turning into a giant frog or a giant bird mm-hmm. to quick travel. Yeah. But the game, it sets up a huge mystery and i remember the mystery well and despite having played through this game like twice i do not remember the payoff of the mystery very well gotcha. uh, it just doesn't stick with me final fantasy 5 the second best video game ever made excellent job system. it just is yeah wonderful job system uh, it gets highly customizable it gets knocked on the generic plot but honestly the plot's fine the plot the plot is fine and the plot is not the point of the game so um, I, I mean the plot is we need to be careful about how we dispose of hazardous waste yeah we can't just dump it all on right. a tree and always pick a thorn out of your foot yes because it might be an evil demon lord. an evil tree yeah. following you to another dimension. exactly yeah the final fantasy adventure i wrote down amanda no and the reason I did that mm-hmm. is because I think Final Fantasy Adventure, I think Amanda turning into a Medusa and then giving you her tears as the MacGuffin that you needed. To save her brother. I think is, I think was an amazing feat of storytelling for a Game Boy game. Yeah, that is definitely yeah. my strongest memory of it. I remember as a kid playing that, trying to see if I could beat the Medusa boss without me or Amanda getting hit. Like, yeah. is there a way around this? Mm-hmm. And of course there's not. But yeah, the rotating companions with different abilities. Yeah. Um, good story. Excellent Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. Good time. Robotrek. Good game. They should have just called it slapstick <laughs> in America. The, the the name and the box art do not, uh, in America do not match uh the goofy quirky adventure uh which is which is cute it's cute it's fun i remember how long it took me to get out of the first dungeon because you had to combine items which you could only do at a level up screen Mm -hmm. right and if you didn't know that then you had to wait for the next level up screen to come around to try and combine the items to get out of the i was trapped in that dungeon for a long (laughs) time final fantasy legend 3 when I was a kid, I thought Dion was weirdly hot. I don't know how I can think a Game Boy sprite is hot, <laughs> but um, I did. Um, I remember, I, I, notable thing about this is that it's a saga game that play. it's technically a saga game that does not play like a saga game, um, which is to say it has like Final Fantasy leveling system and stuff like that. We put time travel in your time travel, yo, and yeah. now you can time travel while you time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plot is just circles of time travel, uh, which is entertaining and it's different. Yeah. The, the world apocalyptically floods. 
probably for me the weakest of the three. Yeah. Although smuggling bananas was fun. That was two. Damn it. You really get these confused. I can't, yeah, I really can't separate. I mostly have three separated because it's the one with the time travel elements. But like these three but you games. Didn't, you didn't do banana smuggling in that one. Nope. 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 Not a euphemism for anything. Didn't by even the way. get you to literally smuggle bananas. So, so the best part that I remember from three is not it's in two. three, which yeah, enforces in the fact that three Two's is the, the best weakest. One. Yeah. Two, two is my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about a different three? How about Dragon Quest three? Uh, I loved learning for the first time that your goof offs slash jesters could all become sages. <laughs> I loved that. I loved the uh, just just good just a very good early job system uh, that lets you customize your characters in a way that like no other game no other game that I played was doing back in back in those days. Wandering into the world of the original Dragon Quest is a cool oh, yeah. moment mm-hmm. uh, because all of a sudden it, it gives you this wild sense of growth because like I've been exploring the whole world and it was so much bigger th- and now I'm this is how small the first game was and now mm-hmm. I'm in the first game again. It's just a tiny fraction. Although overall, game. I still did not enjoy this game that much. I know Dragon Quest three is like a much beloved mm-hmm. franchise entry. It just wasn't for me. Uh, four is where it starts for me, but uh, Quest sixty four, the best video game ever made. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> nope, it's on record now. <laughs> I remember. I think it was water magic is the only magic that's worth using. Period. They try to they try to craft this interesting magic system, and oh, turns out you can just like cast one spell the whole game. I just remember emptiness. Such vast, large yeah, emptiness. Very empty. I am walking around a game that is not even remotely finished. Mm-hmm. Trails in the Sky 2. We gotta fix the phones. <laughs> we gotta run all the way around the kingdom. <laughs> yep, gotta gotta run around the donut. We've, we've then already, we gotta run around the donut again. Yeah, we've run around, run around the donut around the twice already, and that kept me engaged. The first two running around the donut, but the third running around the donut was uh, a bridge too far. Yeah, Persona 1. The... <laughs> The goddamn Snow Queen. <laughs> I played the Snow Queen quest yes, for this review and did not realize there are like time limits and just like gimmicks in each because you have to do four tower dungeons and there's like a gimmick to each one. Um, it's a lot. It was, it was stressful. Stressful is what I remember from Persona 1. You want to use guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to use guns and you want to get the hidden character by selecting the correct dialogue yeah. options. Mm-hmm. Secret of Mana. It was half of a wonderful game, literally, because yeah. it was intended to be for the Super Nintendo CD attachment or whatever. Yeah, and, and they, they had, had to, to cut out so and much. And they had to put it. it on a cart, so it introduces a lot of uh, really interesting characters that have like one line, and then you never hear from again. I want to know what happened to to the the main girl's blue haired friend, but you just don't ever see her again. No, it, it's a great game, but it, yeah, you definitely feel like there could have been so much more, but like riding the dragon and beating the snot out of Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, fantastic game. Would not have minded there being more of it. No. Speaking of fantastic games, Thousand Arms. There were not a Thousand Arms. You don't know that. Um, Thousand Arms, 
was I talk about games being like playing an anime. This is like playing an anime in a bad way because they didn't prioritize the game part of it. They prioritized the dating sim aspect and the just like cool looking battles. And then neither one of those things were really very fun. I really like the visual style of the battles, but they became tedious very quickly. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it, It was really cool at first. If this game was half as long, it'd be twice as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romancing Saga 1. Uh, it is virtually impossible to play without a guide. This is one of... This is probably the only game on this list that I did not beat. Mm. I just could not enjoy it at all. And like you said, you need the guide to control every step you take. And yeah. to me, that felt like homework, not fun. Right. Every time you get into a random battle, it advances the, the plot clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like every time you get into a combat, you feel like you failed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, so much pressure. I couldn't do it. Yeah. We're really swinging back and forth because then the next one is Dragon Quest IV. <laughs> right. Mina and Maya are amazing that chapter where they like try to track down their father's killer and it has the 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 music i think they're supposed to be like arabian mm-hmm. kind of like middle eastern whatever their battle music uh is great again talking about music from someone who doesn't always pay attention to music in games you have like a different battle theme for each chapter i really enjoyed that and um yeah just overall great game great character again kind of like slipping into a nice warm bath this Mm -hmm. game it is just it is very well constructed every moment is fun uh i'll point out the shopkeeping section where you're a storekeeper in a jrpg town which is a concept i would love to see explored more without you having to also be an adventurer Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody has quite seemed to hit that particular mark it's always you're an adventurer who runs a shop and it's like no that's not what i'm looking for uh seventh saga the u.s version is harder than the japanese version because of coding errors is what i will always remember i i find it to be a fun game um picking your different protagonist and um all of that but yeah it's uh it's best to play it with a patch mm-hmm. that brings it back to the japanese level of difficulty the different protagonists having slightly different events or dungeons that they can encounter as well as never knowing for sure who your main enemy is going to be and who you're going to recruit as a this game has a level of replayability that is unusual in JRPGs. I could see people being obsessed with this and playing yeah. it again and mm-hmm. again. Sort of Hope 1. What? Sort of Hope 1. What is Sort of Hope 1? Oh, my God. Uh, totally mind blank. So it was for the Game Boy, and it had the little window that showed you the area and a menu yeah, that you I'm navigate only, by. I'm only half kidding. Okay. I'm saying what, because literally nothing about this was remarkable to me. What about the prologue that went on for like 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, that had way more plot than the game did. Yeah. Uh, the honestly, this game was a lot of fun until the final dungeon where an insane difficulty curve happens. There's essentially a common enemy in the final dungeon that is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Even if you put in cheat codes to massively level up your character, the only way to beat it is to level up your character so much that you get this one amazing spell. That's it. That's your only hope of beating this common enemy. It, the final dungeon really killed what was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the sequel will be better. I have no rec- recollection. So, Chrono Cross. 
uh, the third best game ever made. <laughs> Just absolutely wonderful. You get to recruit over 40 characters. Battle system is very unique and very fun. Yeah, uh, even playing it for the review. Normally when I play things for a review, I just play through them once. With Chrono Cross, I did like speed through multiple playthroughs to see some different events and different endings and everything. Uh, Very good game. And the remaster that they released just in time for us to review it, Mm -hmm. very nice. Very good. Suikoden 1. There are so many people. (laughs) You have to... To get the to get the coming off of Chrono Cross, there's so many. Well, people. Chrono Cross had like forty. Suikoden has hundred and eight uh, that you have to recruit to get the quote best ending. Um, I think the prize that you get for recruiting all hundred and eight people is actually kind of a consolation, like a oh, wow. like a gag prize. You get um, you get a beloved character back. From the I dead. wouldn't say beloved. Uh, I would say quite annoying uh both as a character and as a required party member so many people i like the different battle types i like the Mm. feeling of really building your resistance army but the thing that always comes to mind for me is the vampire subplot which seems out of place like it's like we take a brief detour into another game for a bit and then we come back to ours somebody on the dev team just was really into vampires trials of mana why did they translate Charlotte that way? Why That's Char- not how you pronounce her name. Shawit. There you go. Why does Shawit talk like that? Why did they have to do that? She's the healer. She's a useful character. Why, when Why modders got a hold her... of the game, did they give her enormous breasts? Oh, dear. I, I was fine not knowing that. <laughs> Why did they give the child enormous... This is the modding community, not the game developers, but like... I didn't know. I I was just <laughs> looking at videos one day, and there was Shawit with ridiculous jubblies. And I was like, what is even happening? I was happy thinking that they only did it to Angela and Reese. But thank you for subjecting me to that. You're welcome. I, I like that it's basically three games in one. Yeah. There are three different storylines story in here. Mm-hmm. Um Although, if you don't pick your party well, you feel like you're cheating two of your party members instead of just one. Mm-hmm. One of your characters always kind of gets cheated out of their story. Yeah. So then we played this really obscure game, and I don't know if you'll have any memories of it. Final Fantasy VI. Mm. Meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. It exists. People like it. I guess. I think no, it is a good game. Yeah. I just it is not <clears throat> it is not in my uh, in my pantheon of my favorite Final Fantasies. I think technically it's the best Final Fantasy. It is not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, but it is great. There is a lot to love. I mean, I love the hidden recruitable characters. That's always mm-hmm. a thing that I enjoy. Go go is fun. I love that the second half of the game is basically open world go in whatever order you want mm-hmm. to solve all the personal storylines and everything. It is highly, it, it, it's, it's customizable with the magic and the stats. I didn't, I didn't realize until we played this for the review, <laughs> which is way too late in the number of times I played this, how you can like add bonus stats by equipping certain espers. Um, so I like it more. I think I like it more than I used to. Cause I realized there's a little bit more customization in there than I thought there was. We're at almost 40 minutes. We're going to make uh, it. We, we got are going to make it. We got it. two more. Yeah. Uh, Trails in the Sky 3. Everyone had a really bad day being pulled into this dungeon to relive 
in many cases, some of their worst memories. Uh, my main takeaway is exactly what I said in the review. This does not feel like it should have been a standalone game. This yeah. feels like DLC to Trails in the mm-hmm. Sky 2. It ties up loose ends, although it doesn't even tie up the one loose end that it should, which is the Ren storyline. Yeah. That has, and we'll talk about that when we, we get to Trails from Zero. One more game. Trails from Zero. Play. Yeah. But, um, to tie that up. Overall, it's my least favorite of the Trails series. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you more color and background into the characters, but I don't feel it does anything to advance the story. Yeah. No, definitely not. And it, it feels like it should have just been DLC. I feel the same way about the recent Trails into Reverie. Like and we'll talk about that when we play it, because Trails of Reverie def- definitely reminded me yeah. of Sky 3, but I do think it is better. Half of the game is still this DLC dungeon of exploring yeah. memories, but the other half of the game is its own story, yeah. at least. And then our 50th game, which we just reviewed like yesterday, Wild Arms. What can you possibly remember from yesterday, yeah. Russ? The arms weren't wild enough for me. Uh, I could have used with a little bit more wildness in my arms. Okay. Yeah. An excellent game. I am looking forward to seeing where the sequels go. Yeah. Hidden bosses and puzzle-solving dungeons. Fantastic game. I just wish I had better direction at times. Mm-hmm. And the wildness of the arms. And that was 50 games. I'm, I'm not engaging with Russ on this anymore. <laughs> That was the first 50 games. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us. We look forward to another 50 games. We appreciate that there are other people that want to hear us talk about this. There are so many sequels that we haven't touched yet. True. We should plan some kind of sequel palooza where we only play the second game in a series. That sounds like a fun theme for a a season, a 10-episode season. We might have to, I might have to look into that. Yeah. Coming soon to a podcast near you. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.